Welcome to the new nurse podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse M. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, this is much better. Okay, good. Take two. Take two. I love Sometimes, it. Sometimes, fam, it takes us a little bit to get it with you guys. We like to refer to ourselves as old souls that sometimes can't work technology. That are technology. Okay, listen, this was totally the technology's <laughs> issue this time around. Not it me. actually was. Yes, it actually was. That that one is like I'm not even just trying to <laughs> not like, even owning it. that. It, yeah, like that's legit not my fault. Um, <laughs> Good for you. But also like. Can I just tell you, side note, how much I appreciate IT people? For real. And, Except and, when, you, when you call them and they're like, have you rebooted the system? And you're like, shoot, dang, nabbit, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I slammed the mouse around a little yeah, bit. Like... I showed it my fury. But yeah, exactly. That... <laughs> that didn't seem to fix anything. Oh, you yes. productive stuff. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you know, I'm convinced. I often tell people that um, no matter what age I am, I think I'm just going to always have like a 20 year old around because <laughs> just super helpful. Like, yes, that's got to be, you know, I think um, that might be one of the biggest differences in generations today versus previous generations. The technology piece, you're saying? Well, the technology piece and the fact that like, because younger generations understand it better and more quickly mm-hmm. than previous generations, you kind of like come out of like high school and you're like highly desirable in a way that maybe didn't happen when the tech was not as advanced. Yeah. Like I think, yeah, it's second nature, but I also wonder the differences in the troubleshooting piece of it with those generations, because there's less, troubleshooting needed with the new technology and younger generations versus like the older generations probably had to like take things apart and unplug okay. and replug so I you know i'm sure both with this. you know we're giving you cred here meg oh thank you i'm just uh, kidding we're, we're putting me in the older generation thank you emily i appreciate that That's okay, i just want to see how you'd respond i didn't even have a cell phone until i was graduated and out of high school so <laughs> and you know what those times were a lot simpler. I'm not going to lie. Listen, Except I remember. when your car broke down. You know, like, we have these 16-year-olds, like, little, like, beater cars. Uh-huh. And once upon a time, when they were, like, pay phones, your car broke down, and you were huffing it to, like, the nearest house and hoping For that real. they weren't going to do something horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I did not live in those rough and tough times. They were, what can I say? They, they were character building. Character building. <laughs> there you go. I love that. Um, Speaking of character building, so we diverted pretty quickly off of our kind of summer series on like holistic medicine because we took like a very extreme divert into suicide sucks. And Mm -hmm. so we were just very much like we need to address this topic. Like when does burnout become dangerous? Um. And now we're going back. Where, what did you just say? Where's my segue going? I actually had a segue. Character. Right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, is that also because I'm getting older? No, I've actually always, <laughs> lo- I always lose myself down rabbit trails and can't Me figure too. out my way back. It works. That's why we have each other. 
<laughs> Thank you. Um, so as far as character building, and so Em and I were like, where do we want to go after Suicide Sucks? Because, like, that was super heavy. Do we go back to where we were with, like, the soil and the food? And, like, I think that those are going to be some, like, super fun topics. I got a chance to chat with a friend. Her name is Megan as well. I Listen, Megan was just, like, a really popular name for like my generation although our therapist friend Megan is younger than me but um another Megan we're going to introduce you to in probably a couple more episodes here is going to talk to you about like why soil matters in the sense of like the actual quality of soil and how that like changes our food and like macronutrients and micronutrients and blah 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 blah. and I'm kind of excited about it like Em and I are here for it Um, but we decided that we weren't going to turn right back to that immediately because then it felt like another severe departure off of suicide sucks. So we're going to meet you guys in the middle here. Um, when we talked about, and so part of character building is like taking challenging aspects like burnout. And so originally we were like, okay, when does burnout become dangerous? Like we were talking and you chose like the most perfect clip, um, audio clip for our Instagram account because yeah I, I love that oh my gosh it was so good and like the minute I was re-listening to it I was like yes it was Megan was talking about recharging and we were saying how a lot of times recharging is just kind of all you need when it's just burnout or like compassion fatigue or like you just need a little bit of self-care but it starts to get dangerous when you don't recharge like when that recharging doesn't just happen that you're like, okay, I had like a weekend off and I poured into myself and I spent right. time with friends and I feel good. Like now you don't, kind of, or you can't recharge or can't. This right. is good. Right. So like, then you're kind of entering into like the danger zone, but now we're going to like go back just to like burnout when it is burnout. Um, not okay. Like we don't want to be in burnout. I think most of us, if we were completely honest with ourselves, we've either been, we've been in burnout at some point in time. And I was really thinking, like, I don't know if there's too many people who could say they've never been in a season of burnout ever. Right. Do you think that there's maybe? Maybe. I think for those that are um, possibly, like, less of deep thinkers or deep feelers, mm. maybe okay. they're there and didn't recognize. Or maybe they just never really allow themselves to get there because they've never had to, like, process through the depths of things internally so maybe okay. so maybe there are some people who have never gotten to burnout that's fair I do think um with the pandemic like I think there's been a lot more challenges yes. even just outside of like the healthcare profession and whatnot yes so we decided that we would tackle this topic and call it the beauty of burnout because I do think that there are some cool character building aspects that happen when we go through the valleys Yes. Of life. And the valleys are not fun. And like, I think overall, we try to avoid valleys. We try to avoid adversity and hardship because why would anybody want to sign up for that? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. but the, the truth is, is that those valleys often make us who we are. Like, they actually contribute to like growing the fruit of the spirit, deepening our walks with Jesus. Um, even, in healthcare, like I, I often say that like I can poker face the strangest conversations because you kind of had to have learned like how to hold your emotions 
um, instead of just being reactive to them. So like, I think that there's a lot, all that to say, like, I think there's a lot of things that can happen when we're kind of in like challenging circumstances Mm -hmm. that actually create really beautiful facets of a matured walk. Mm -hmm. And that was my very lengthy segue. Holy shit. No. Yeah. No, that was good. I got us there. You did. Um, and I actually have even just recently heard the term, gosh, and I'm probably going to butcher this term because I just had to chug my Americano because this baby brain don't last me all day anymore. But um, I have heard the term of post burnout growth um, or it, there's like an actual term. And I, like I said, it might have another, I'm trying to think, I'll have to get back to you guys on the officialness that maybe we'll post it on social media. But um, there's a legitimate term of like post burnout, like growth and where you're, where to go next from here. Um, okay. Love yeah. That. So also same. I love it as well. And I think sometimes I even find myself more fearful on the mountaintops with Jesus because for my highly, you know, roller coaster emotional self at times, like mountaintops mean a valley might be coming. And so I find myself being self-reliant and having to take a step back from that and be like, okay, Jesus, like, Mm. your plan not mine but like just to say like yes valleys are something we we fear we don't desire them by any means but like looking back like all the like any kind of joy that we find is probably either a post valley or like looking back and seeing Jesus in the valley at least for myself um yeah absolutely because it also deepens our trust walk with him for sure and oftentimes it deepens our trust walk with ourselves for sure. Like once and you I, get through a code situation, well, you're like, okay, I handled that. Yes. Right. And next time won't be as bad because yeah. you've been there. Right. So sometimes like I, I agree with you. Like I think that we either become self-reliant or we're just like, yeah, trying to, trying to not let that really be a part of our story. And yet mm-hmm. I think because of those challenging times, it can make us a better nurse as well. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just don't know what you don't know. And it also, right. you know what the other thing is? I think like one of the other natural parts of this is like, I think you become more compassionate. So I was reading um, a book called The Art of Communication. And this Ooh. is just coming to mind right now. But he was literally saying that like, because we suffer, suffering teaches us how to have compassion. Mm. And that is true. Like the people that are in tough times but maybe I've been in a similar situation say people who have had divorces you know a lot of us can be like empathetic and be like wow that doesn't seem like a lot of fun but because we've walked through it ourselves you can relate to somebody and so that makes them feel like we often say you're not an island and Mm -hmm. so like sharing our stories sharing our journeys even being survivors in a lot of those spaces yeah. yeah, I just think there's some really beautiful stuff that happens in the midst of right challenges. And scientifically, there actually is like, um, I want to say when I heard the term, I was like a little confused because I had never put this together. But um, something I was just listening to was talking about like, like comparison and relativity and, and finding like common ground with people actually we know makes us feel better. And we know that storytelling like we as human beings do better with storytelling and people's past experiences and being able to relate that but like there's actual neurotransmitters and i believe it's oxytocin don't quote me but it like actual things fire in our brains when we are able to find 
comparisons and similarities mm. in someone's story with ours. So like, you know, we love bringing the whole like Jesus science view full circle. And yeah, there's like legitimacy to what you're saying. Was this a podcast? Be honest. No, it was not a <laughs> podcast this morning. It was actually something different. And I don't even remember what it was, but it was talking about the vagus nerve and how important that is. It was actually a physical therapist who um, specialized in vagus nerve like activity. Super wow. interesting. Um, also screenshot her name to see if she'll talk on the podcast because she was awesome. But um, so more Love. to come on that. But Love. just to say, I think my biggest thing with listening to that this morning was we don't want to talk at you with burnout. Like if you look up burnout on YouTube, on any podcast app, you will find a plethora of things to listen to on burnout. Like we know this topic is like used and abused and, and harbored and <laughs> highlighted in every way and facet. And so I think Meg and I wanted to bring like this biblical view of it, but also like the beauty of it and, and how both of those are just kind of the ground we want to speak with you on because we're not ever speaking at you. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. It's true. Yeah. Uh, we've walked through a lot of our own valleys, which is why we're, what we're sharing from, like that's what created this platform mm-hmm. um, of the new nurse of the podcast. So even actually when I came before God, like knowing that we were going to talk about this, I'm like, God, what do you like want me to share? And there was a scripture and I, for the life of me, can't find it. Eventually I'll find it, but I guess it wasn't meant to be for today because I looked and I looked and I looked and I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, <laughs> even though I know that it's highlighted and I literally have like notes in the margin in my Bible about this very thing, <laughs> um, but I couldn't find it. Instead, he gave me a different scripture um, in First Samuel two nine, it says he rekindles burned out lives with fresh hope. Hmm. And I really loved that. I didn't know that yeah. I was going to come across that one today. Um, I've never heard that one specifically. Actually, I love it. I know. I love it too. Yay, yes, Jesus. I love um, that. And so, the beauty of burnout. I think for me, when I was actually starting to. So Em and I both love like a really good analogy always. Mm, like, always. Listen to our podcast for half a second. You will realize that we always take it right back to an analogy. It's just, it's how I learn best. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that is exactly. Are you a visual like, learner? Are you visual? Oh, a thousand percent. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we're like, so we're like imagery people. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And like hands-on learners. Yes. Yeah, so if you're not, we're really sorry. Yeah. Sorry for we'll, you. We'll work on that. <laughs> um, if we can. I don't know. If we can. So for me, I was like, what do I know about burnout? Like burnout is typically when something is stripped. So like a refiner's fire is often what we talk about from like a spiritual standpoint, right? Like in our lives, if there's a refiner's fire, that means that God is like stripping away the impurities in our life and is bringing it back to all those things that glorify him and that are like the purest essence of who Mm, he is yeah and so then I started pushing that out into a forest fire and I was like you know what God I know that often when we see like images on tv social media like forest fires that are raging are scary they Mm -hmm. are obviously like we we don't need to talk about like all the horrible aspects of a forest fire but there are really great things that happen because of forest fires as well Actually, yes. to the point that they often start forest fires 
intentionally in a controlled environment. All the time in the national parks. All the time. Oh, yeah. You would know this because you're like the yes. national park girl. I love it. Um, so, um, I don't know where you were going tonight, but <laughs> this is where I'm going to go. I know. Um, I, lo- I love it. I love and, where your heart is. Keep and going. then this will probably be more than like just a one one episode, honestly. Um, so, there's a couple of different things that happen in a forest. When there's a fire, it releases seeds and encourages growth. It clears dead trees and leaves vegetation that competes for all of those resources. It breaks down um, and returns nutrients to soil. It removes weak and disease-ridden trees. It increases the sunlight that the trees have access to, and it improves wildlife habitats. Okay, so I just went through this really fast because... At the end of the day, I know you're not listening to this podcast to figure out what the benefits are of wildfires. Um, but what I thought was really cool is that we can apply that to our lives in so many really interesting ways. So the first one was that it encourages growth. When we're in a season of burnout, when we're realizing that like we are just in an, a season of lack, we are better able to probably not be self-reliant and to maybe grow in some unique ways, which might be asking others for help, which might Mm. be slowing down. But all of those things that we sometimes are like, "Mm, no, thank you. Like there's serious. Especially when you're in, right, right. Especially when you're in that burnout, actual legitimate valley. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what could we what could we do in a season of burnout? I mean, what if you, I don't know if you're a journaler or not. I'm a journaler. Wait, Emma, are you a journaler? So I definitely try to be a journaler. I try to be, but I'm usually my heart when I need to journal usually is too stubborn to do so, but I know how much it unlocks different pathways of our brain and, and helps us break things down. So I know the importance of it and I want to be a journaler and I try to be. Okay. But it's hard. See, this is an area of growth. Yes. That M has. And so yes. um, I journal a lot, a lot, a lot. Like literally I have so many journals filled up. Um, it really started during my divorce. I'll be completely honest. So there is like an excellent example of like, I wasn't necessarily a journaler. And then because I was in a really rough season of life, I started journaling, um, journaling prayers, journaling, like cool quotes that I came across, like whatever was going on in my heart. And it's pretty awesome to actually look back now and see some of the things of like where I was and now where I'm at. And so a lot of times there's growth. And so I would encourage that if you're not a journaler, um, maybe you start even just with a gratitude journal of like three positive things that happened during the day, or in this situation, like maybe your prompt is not just the positive things that are happening, but what could this season of life be teaching you whether Mm -hmm. or not you're in burnout, But, you know, you might be in a unit that is not the healthiest or that you're really just struggling with Mm -hmm. or you're in, I don't know, year one of nursing or year 10 of nursing or year 30 of nursing. And like, it's not all looking like what you thought it was going to look like, but where are some areas that you have an opportunity for growth? Right. Right. And I started out there. Yeah. I like that. And. I think you were saying about like, you know, being able to hand things off and delegate, you know, it's one thing that we learn as nurses and definitely struggle with, especially as new grads. Um, And we've talked about this before, but I was reminded like when going through stuff that 
one nowhere in the bible it's something some thing i was reading online brought this up to me and i was like whoa that's so true it said that nowhere in the bible does god equate our um acceptability or identity in our work like yep he doesn't encourage working until we're burned out he doesn't encourage us to find our identity which we've talked about commonly on the podcast but like to know that that actually that we wouldn't find that in scripture and there's a reason for that because we're fallen and god probably knew definitely knew that we would try to do that amongst our lives and trying to make money and trying to grind like it was never done biblically in that way and also there was a specific example that when i had read through it like in my prior readings um i'd never really put this with burnout but the story of moses and his father-in-law is jethro and how it was talking about moses when he was sitting as judge and hearing like all the people's cases and like complaints and concerns and how Jethro had to speak into his life and say, this is not a job for one man to handle alone. You need to be able to recognize that not every need was reliant or was meant to be filled just by Moses and and you can't do it all. And so I think as the healthcare providers that we are and I know most of us are probably, as nurses, possibly Enneagrams, twos, but could be others. I'm just saying, um, <laughs> you know, we find satisfaction in that. I think taking a step back, like, first off, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this good deed? Why am I saying this thing or stepping out and taking away that, like, self-reliance and what you're expecting to be done, Um in that, I think can eliminate some roller coasters too that definitely don't help us in in the burnout phase. Um, yeah, and yeah. So that's kind of like my thoughts on on all that jazz. It's really Hopefully good. That makes sense. It does make sense. You were you were preaching a good sermon there. You too, buddy. But seriously, it's so good because. I think um, I had a friend once say, "We're meant to do incomplete work." Hmm. And I think that when we constantly strive, not only are we most times out of God's will in that regards, because like you were saying, he's not calling us to be like, we are called to work. We're not called to just be, you know, sitting around in our duffs 24 seven, but we're not called to be finding our life's fulfillment outside of Jesus. Like that's Mm -hmm. just the truth of it. We should be doing work, right. Which is glorifying God and like building up the kingdom. And we're a part of the community, whether that's like an actual church community or just like the actual like neighborhood that we live in. Right. And the community that we live in, which also includes like our hospitals and things like that. Like there's definitely service. Um, But you're right. One of the things that when I was trying to find the scripture earlier today, uh, a couple of years ago, God really laid it on my heart that I need to have more margin in my life. Mm. And, and scripturally, um, in Leviticus, uh, actually twice in Leviticus, which I think is really interesting. Whenever we hear God being repetitive, we need to like seriously take a step back because God is only repeating himself because it's really important. Mm-hmm. So let's just remember that. Um, Not to mention, I think, isn't it like the most, side note, isn't the most frequent statement in the Bible, do not, is do not fear? I think so. Oh, I I think you're correct on that. Yeah. I think that's true. So in Leviticus, it says about um, when you reap 
the harvest of your land. Don't reap the corners of your field or gather the gleanings. Now, it was meant to be left over for others. So you would like not take the harvest up to the very end. That way, others who were less fortunate, that that were poor, um, could come and take that little bit that remained so that they were provided for. And I think likewise, like for me, God was like, hey, you need to not run your life right up to the very like margins of what I've given you because then there's nothing left over for your family, Mm. for friends, for anybody. Like Mm. nobody will benefit from this life if you're just like completely exhausted and poured out and Mm. not getting filled back up. And we know that like the way to get filled back up yeah, self-care is great, but like, you're just going to, as a believer, you're going to have to spend time with Jesus. Like that's the only way, right? Like that's the living water that never runs dry. Right. Um, so that was a side note based on what you were saying. The, yeah, um, no, the other thing. So, okay. So we, that the beauty of burnout, it encourages growth. And then my second one was that it clears the competition. And so I was like, okay, all right, let's talk about this. Like, what do you mean by clears the competition? But I think sometimes in dark seasons, it has really helped me to reprioritize. Like what was most important in my life. Mm -hmm. So at one point I needed um, to have an oophorectomy and I ended up with a full laparotomy. So big old like C-section incision across my abdomen. And I ended up being out for eight weeks. And I remember that when I came back to the ICU, I said to my manager, I will be looking for a new job because honestly, now that I've been gone for eight weeks, I am fully aware of what this job is costing me Mm. and I'm no longer willing to sacrifice that. Yeah. And I actually didn't know that it was like competing against some of these other areas of my life, including like my mental health, my spiritual health, my physical Mm. health. Until I stepped away. And again, that's not going to be everybody's story. But I think that when we're in a place of burnout and like our land is getting a little bit charred around the edges. I mean, even in the midst of a forest fire, even in the midst, uh, I had a dear coworker who um, unfortunately lost her house in a huge fire. And like we often, I think, consider like if my house was burning down, what would I grab? Like where are the absolute priorities in my life, right? It's my Mm. loved ones. It's my pets. It's some sort of like memento that you absolutely is like irreplaceable. Right. And everything else can burn, right? Like my clothes can burn. My furniture can burn. Like it's not that important. So if you're in a space of burnout in your life, I would say like, what is it that you need to salvage like right now? Right. Right. And allowing then space thereafter for those other things to take root. Like we know, right, that a lot of the reason the national parks, like especially I'm speaking on what I've learned in Yosemite and Sequoia National Park, like a sequoia like cone needs fire to yes. open up the seeds for them to even take root. And so fires yeah. that are intentionally done in national parks a lot of times are to help the growth of other things around yeah. them that aren't getting the sun and nourishment that they need because the things around them are too big. And so yeah. I think you speaking on behalf of all of that is like God will take that your willingness and boldness to identify those things and take a step back and diminish the self-reliance as much as possible and be rooted in him to allow other things to then grow around what was prior taking away all your time and margin yeah so good um i read that too and do you know it's because there's like resin 
on the pine cone and the resin can't melt down until the heat of the fire. Crazy. Like, how else do you... I can't yeah, even. Just so God to me. National parks are just so God. And so God that, like, he would al- he always takes those things that look broken or, like, irredeemable. Is that a word? I think so. Listen, you are asking the wrong gal because I'm rolling with it. I think it's it sounds not great. not a podcast with <laughs> M and Meg unless we ask ourselves at least once if it's a word. Is that a word? <laughs> <We> say <laughs> irredeemable. I think that that is. Um, God definitely uses those things that it just looks like there's no other way. Like, I don't even see, like, the darkness always gives way to light. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. Um, and we're mm-hmm. at like 28 minutes. Do you want to keep going or do you want to like, end we are. and we'll finish it up. How many more you got? I got a solid one, but who knows, who knows where we go? I say, I say, we, I say, we, yeah, I say we do it. All right. Sorry, All y'all right. stick with us. So then the other one that I thought was really interesting was, um, it opens us to possibilities and opportunities. So just like a forest fire removes the weak disease ridden trees. And then because of that, it allows more open space. So there's more sunlight so that those plants can actually grow. I was reading about like mountain, not mountain lupines, forest lupines. I don't know. It's like a really gorgeous flower Mm. and like they need those like, cleared out spaces so that the sunlight can get down to them on the first floor in order to actually like flourish and so I think that we've got burnout in our own life feeling a little crunchy around the edges it opens us also up to possibilities and opportunities like sometimes I think that we're a little bit more willing to consider extremes um, huh like other extremes or other big steps right I mean Sometimes I think about like where I am in life right now, which is super fun, but I would never, as an ICU nurse, I would never have been interested in being a pre-op nurse for a lot of years. Right. Like that just would not have been what I would have thought would be like the next step. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm wildly happy in my job with the direction that it all took, like how it allows me to be a whole person. Do you know what I'm saying? And so- Because I was getting to that space that I was like, eh, I'm going to do something different. I think sometimes we're more willing to just be like, I don't know if this is my forever thing, but it's at least going to be my next thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what can I learn along the way? Like switching your perspective. Um, obviously, that's harder when you're in the really depths, like the really deep depths of burnout. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, a different story and, and red flags that we hope the last two podcasts could have brought some awareness to or your, you know, self-growth and self-work um, and awareness could bring awareness to, you know, sorry, awareness and awareness, but could have brought, brought more light to. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely great stuff. Um, and that reminds me, don't forget guys, or if you didn't get a chance to listen to Suicide Sucks, our friend Megan is offering 25% off for anybody that would like to partake in some counseling sessions with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Em and I would highly, highly, highly recommend her. Like we're not going to, I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. Um, And so if you're in burnout, which Em is like a great point, like if you just need to talk with somebody, I would really recommend that you think about reaching out to her. 
Um, I yeah. don't know if she does any Zoom or like virtual sessions, but I know a lot of counselors do now. So even if you don't necessarily live close by to Warnersville, um, I would say still reach out to her. Um, she also had said to us that she often can connect people with other um, resources and, and give some recommendations. So yeah. as always, like just remember that you're not alone and there's yeah. people, I mean, I'm not in burnout right now, but I still work with a therapist. Yeah. Because I, I, because it's amazing. Right. And it helps us to continue to grow in our self-awareness. Like even preparing for this podcast, I'm looking up like Enneagrams and Myers-Briggs personality tests and like which one of those are more commonly to be nurses and what are the um, like triggers for like what are the directions of stress that Enneagram 2 takes versus the directions of growth that Enneagram 2 takes like Mm -hmm. these are awesome like continuous reminders that I'm I'm not finding my whole identity in Enneagram or Myers-Briggs and I know that I am like my own separate entity and and don't want to rely too much on that stuff however there's also great awareness that can be learned in that stuff and I feel like therapists also help to bring light to those certain things um yeah continuously so because well, even just rereading it I was like holy cow like this makes so much sense like when two I'm a two wing three enneagram and direction of stress is we become aggressive and dominant and I was like oh my gosh Adam always says like tone it down you're too intense my husband always tells me you're too intense and I'm like I'm not being intense I'm just passionate and it's like totally the direction that I go when I'm stressed out or have worked a few days in a row and I'm just feeling the toll of everything and the heaviness of it all and um yeah good reminders and self-awareness that I feel like you will never know those triggers or those things that need further execution of other interventions unless you really take the time to get to know yourself internally Right. And I do think that having other people speak in. So even like yes. the Enneagram, I think is good. You're, and it was a great reminder that like, you shouldn't just, we should never just look at somebody and be like, oh, well, you're an Enneagram too or whatever. And just be yes. like, that's obviously, I know everything about you because that is not, not true. true. Um, but I do think that it is really healthy to be able to say like, oh gosh, are there facets of that in me? Like, do other people see that in me when I say things to like, whether it's Megan or the counselor that I work with on a regular basis. I mean, there's times that they offer a different perspective and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, you're right. I haven't thought about it that way. Do you know what I mean? Or sometimes like they're they're kinder, you know, like to than our own self talk. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Like I was, when we were talking about suicide sex, I was sharing with Megan and M, you know, that, being in a relationship with somebody who really struggled with depression and, and suicide ideation, it changed me as a person. And at one point Megan spoke back to that. And like, it was like, it's like, it's understandable. You know what I mean? Like you were just like in a challenging place. She didn't say it like that, but that I'm paraphrasing. And I was just like, Oh, it's just nice sometimes to like have somebody also like reaffirm the kindness. Yeah. And so I think what you're saying is, like, just so very beautiful. Um, Yeah. Well, and I think Jesus will totally use those situations. Like, we know we are given, like, connection with those around us for a reason. We know certain people come into our lives for a reason. And whether that's a preceptor as a new grad, whether that's a fellow, um, like, new grad nurse with you, like, 
climbing in the new ropes together, whether that's your new nurse podcast. Hey, oh, um, hey. I'm just saying like we those things like God uses that stuff and just to yeah. solidify like and speak to us. He's so stinking good like that. Right. Um, let Amen, me, sister. Let me do one more scripture for us. Love it. Psalm 55. Um, pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He'll carry your load. He'll help you out. I think sometimes, too, we kind of forget as believers. And if you're not a believer, I mean, there is still, like, much application um, and beauty in burnout. But for mm. those believers, like, we have a big God who we are not burdening by bringing our problems to him. Mm-hmm. And if even if you're not a believer, you have access to that, too. And, like, no matter what, you are not a problem. Yeah. And so I think sometimes, like, as much as we uh, we were just saying about, like, how great it is to have somebody else kind of speak kindness over us when our self-talk is a little bit more critical in the same way. Like, I think sometimes that we personify God in a way that is inaccurate to his actual character. Mm, yeah. Like, we're just like, I don't want to bother him. I've already, like, been struggling with this. I'm, like, so sick of it myself. Obviously, he's going to be sick of it as well. And, like, that's that's not accurate to who God is. Like, God right. wants you to come. He wants you to lay it down. He wants you to lay it down every day. If you keep picking it back up, like, he wants you to come lay the stuff down until you're no longer picking it up. Right. And, like, trust him with that. Right. With the last thing I'll say, too, is the thing that I'm thinking about when you're talking about this, Meg, is one of the warning signs that I had seen, you know, we always hear. And Meg and I never want to be this, like, chattering. We talked about, like, with suicide, like, posters were put up in the bathrooms. Like, we never want to be this, like, here's bullet points for, like, what you should do, you know? But there was a warning sign that I'd never really thought about with burnout before, and it was emotional numbness. And... I think sometimes, like you're saying, Meg, like we feel like burdens and we feel like we're being too sensitive. Like we we were made sensitive beings for a reason. Like I get more scared when I'm hearing my Down syndrome patient who is intubated and sedated and four point restrained with mitts. When I hear his father and I say to him, this has got to be really hard for you to see your son tied down to a bed like this. And he looks at me and starts tearing up and I start tearing up like that makes me feel like I am in a good place because Mm. to feel like that and not have that emotional numbness to what's going on and to make it real, like in a safe, you know, way that I'm able to separate, um, that's better to me than just not feeling at all. And Mm. so I think sometimes like we are so like, Oh, I'm being emotional. Like, I'm going to these people about this or I'm bringing this to Jesus. And like, Mm. here I am again at the same spot. It's like sometimes just to have your heart broken for also what breaks Jesus's heart is like a Mm. place to just sit and like saturate yourself in because that's something to be thankful for. I think I've been in places where I don't feel where I don't tear up in a moment that I'm like, that's really sad. Or when I walk out of the room and I'm like still rushing in and out doing the tasky things and not paying attention to the family member that I'm speaking with. Like Mm. those are the times that I'm more concerned about myself and I'm more like, well, you need to take a minute. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, don't be ashamed to be feeling those things. Um, be thankful in that and, and continuously bring those to the people around you to connect with them and bring them to Jesus. And yeah. So that's a beautiful reminder. Seriously. I'm so glad you said that. Love it. I like it a lot. Hey, if you're still here with us, Thanks we for hanging out love you and appreciate 39 you. Thirty-nine minutes, yeah. Um, but then at least we could get it all, all said in one episode and whatever. Like if you had to cut it off, then you know, welcome back. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Um, as always, Emma and I actually got like a really lovely email tonight um, from a new nurse out in Colorado, and she knows who she is. So if you're listening in, thanks so much. Um, we really appreciated it. And it was just a really good reminder. I think that as much as Em and I say that you are not an island, you are not an island. I am not an island. Emily's not an island. Like none of us are islands, right? There are other people who want to connect with you, who feel the same way that you are feeling. And I think that like the more that we kind of share that and enter into that space and even just embrace the perfectly imperfect beings that we are and the perfectly imperfect nurses that we are actually allows everybody else to kind of take a deep breath and be like, yeah, it's okay. Amen to that. So thanks for being here. It's kind of where I'm going. Love it. We're happy to have you here. Have a great week and we will catch you next time. Bye fam. Bye.